Hi, Shalene. My name is Sarah, and I live near Seattle in Washington State. And I just wanted to say thank you for your episode about being a mom and doing all the things. I listened on my way to work and had tears coming down my face because it just really hit home and it hit hard. I had my daughter a little over two years ago, and I just wish I would have known some of those things that you were talking about, that it was going to be harder to do everything. Everything just gets harder, not worse or, you know, I mean, it's a good hard, but our finances are tighter and our marriage it's harder. <laughs> and it was harder to work on my side business. And because I didn't have a plan set in place and I didn't realize how much harder it was going to be, I ended up having to step away from that because I could not juggle both well. I knew that I needed to focus on figuring out being a mom and what that looked like for me and making her priority first. You know, it is a journey and everybody's journey is different. And I'm just grateful that you share that because I think, especially for maybe women who don't have kids yet, this message is huge. And I hope that if you're listening and you don't have kids yet, that you write this down or you make a bookmark because it's so important to know that being a mom is hard. And it's wonderful and amazing, but it's hard. There's just always some kind of mom guilt. And so being able to recognize that and just be okay with it and just make that priority list and stick with what is my priority has just made a huge impact in my life. And I just thank you for that because those are the things that I've learned from your podcasts, both on here and on Build Your Tribe. So I just wanted to say thank you. I'm a lifer. I love you. Mean it. I cannot even tell you how much I freaking love these messages. I love reading the notes and the reviews you guys write to me on Whatever podcast app that you're listening to, I really appreciate those. I read them before I record and I get to also listen to these messages. So my absolute favorite is when you first leave a review because then it's there forever. I can always go back and read it. Other people can read it and it helps people to figure out if the show is something that they'll be able to relate to. But I just want you to know when you guys leave me these messages, you can't even imagine how much they touch me. And don't forget that you need to check below in the show notes because we always have something special. For those of you, when we feature your voice, we have something for you. And instructions on how to get that are below in the show notes. Okay, let's talk about your stress level. I know that you're listening to this because, well, you're stressed. I mean, we all experience some degree of stress, but I'll bet in this moment, in this season, the season that we're in right now, you're super stressed, which is why you picked to listen to this episode. And step one is to become self-aware, to understand what is causing the stress. That's the only way we can improve our current condition. So thanks so much for joining me today on The Shalene Show. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. It's no surprise that people are under a lot of stress during the holidays, during times of the year where we're expected to spend more time with family, do more things, be more social, spend additional money, spend time with people we don't normally see, drink and eat foods we're not used to eating, sleep less, and disrupted patterns, like the things that make us feel normal, the things that normally allow us to decompress and feel less stress, we don't get to partake in as many of those things. Like when you add more things to a plate that's already full before the holiday season hits, I mean, it's inevitable that we're gonna feel really stressed. 
right? So what can you do about it? Well, before we can talk about solutions, I want to go a little deeper into why it can feel so triggering around holidays, whether that's the 4th of July or family reunion or your mom's coming to town or it's Thanksgiving or Hanukkah, whatever it is, when family's involved, it's a whole nother level. Let me start by addressing the fight or flight response, which is something we all know is a natural way to respond to any type of stress, whether it's psychological or physical, when there is something that feels either mentally triggering, physically triggering, terrifying, scary, it feels like a threat, there's a hormone release in the body that prepares your body, prepares you to stay alive. You either fight or you run away, hence the term fight or flight, meaning you fight or you fly away. It represents the fact that you've got this choice. It actually represents the fact that our ancestors had a choice when they were presented with danger. They could either fight or they could flee the environment. Here's how family is tied to this. When you were a child, you couldn't fly away. You were stuck there with your family. So that either meant you had to resort to becoming smaller, dealing with it, ways of coping with stressors of your parents, the environment, etc. I mean, let's face it. It's pretty rare these days that you're going to meet someone who had the idyllic childhood where there were no stresses, there were no traumas, there was no upheaval, everyone got along beautifully, and your mom stayed home, wore an apron, and pulled warm chocolate chip cookies out of the oven when you came home from school. Like, that is pretty rare. Most people, including you, had some type of stressors as a child. And so you figured out ways to cope with it. One of those ways might have been to fight. Like there might have been a lot of fighting in your home. But then once you became an adult, you were able to flee. Maybe you've moved far away from your family. Like you still love them. You check in on them. You've got a relationship with them, but you don't have to like live with them. You don't have to be around them all the time. And when you are, or the thought of having to spend time around them, when you think about that, it stirs up that physiological response in your body. It's not just in your mind. It's a hormonal response that's preparing your body to survive. You realize you're going back into that environment that's upsetting, perhaps. And that's often why when we go into these environments and we're triggered by past memories, we kind of resort to our past behaviors, which doesn't make us feel good about ourselves. Like maybe you're one person around your friends and family, and you've come to be someone new, like through personal development and therapy and listening to The Shaleen Show. You're like a new person, and you deal with stress so well until your mom's around or until you're stuck in a house with poor internet connection and your super bossy older sister for four days and there's a snowstorm. And in that old environment, all of your old behaviors and all of those old triggers come up again. And it doesn't feel good. It never feels good to go backwards. Family can just, it can be a major trigger, especially when you add family on top of all the other triggers that happen during the holiday season. So how do you deal with it? Here's my best advice. First, people don't change. Your mom is the same, and it's probably whatever things she did when you were younger that were annoying, it's worse now. The same is true of your dad. The same is true of your sister. The same is true of your aunt. People, they just don't change. You're not going to change opinions. You're not going to change the way people are. They're not suddenly going to come to their senses and do things the right way. Expect that their past behaviors 
are in fact the best indicators of how they're going to behave in the future. Like that's the best predictor. So lower your expectations. I mean, go into it with the expectation that all of the things that always happen are going to happen again. You cannot control that. The only thing you can control is how you respond to it. And you see, now you're an adult. So you can choose to just not take it personal, to brush it off, to in your head make a game or a joke of it, but not to try to change it. You can also decide not to expose yourself to it. I mean, frankly, this is about being the bigger person. Obviously, hello, you listen to podcasts. You are a superior individual. You are focused on personal development. You're evolved, and some of your family members are not. So rather than expecting them to be doing the things that you're doing, to be evolved, to be better people, just expect that they're going to be the same as they've always been and probably even worse. But because if you're truly a better person now, you don't need to stoop to their level. You don't need them to admit that you're right. You don't need them to do things differently. You don't need them to do anything. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. Having said that, if a family member is dangerous or could place you or a family member or someone you love in harm's way, not just physically, but like psychologically, then make the right decision. You don't have to be around them. I think too often we want to give family members an opportunity to get it right this time. I don't mean to be crass, but I just have to be honest and tell you, it ain't gonna happen. They just don't even have those tools because of their own past experiences, because they haven't figured out how to go to therapy, because of their own past pains. They just don't have the tools by which to get it right. So you can forgive them, lower your expectations, or just decide not to be around them. If you do choose to spend time with family members who trigger you, Also remember that you are not required or responsible. Remember that you are an adult and you have perhaps your own family, and that's number one. That is your first and ultimate priority. So you get to make the rules. Like if your mom or dad or your sister or your aunt wants to guilt you into staying at their house and you know your alcoholic uncle lives there and you just don't want to expose your family to that, Like that is your number one priority is your family. Like just because somebody is blood doesn't mean you have to do what they say or that there's a natural hierarchy or that you need to compromise the safety or well-being of your family. And you also don't have to compromise your own happiness. I mean, let's say that your brothers and sisters, everyone in the family has always traveled 10 hours on Christmas Day to spend Christmas Day Eve with your Uncle Pete. You know, you drive across state borders and now your kids are little and they want to stay home and play with their toys and it's not very enjoyable. And it's a dangerous, treacherous drive through the snow. And now you've got your own family and you want to create your own traditions. Well, then do that. If the only thing that's holding you back is guilt or fear that someone in your family may not understand or might think less of you or be angry with you, I just have to ask you what's more important, doing right by your own family or giving in to a manipulative family member? Hey, and maybe you're one of those people that you aren't triggered by family, like it's idyllic and you can't wait to go home and spend time with them. That might be the case. Or maybe long ago, you came to your senses and realized these people might be related to me by blood, but it doesn't make them my family. So maybe you spend time with 
what I like to call your chosen family, not the family by blood. Like you've already wised up to all of this and you don't subject yourself to toxic, unhealthy environments. Even still, the thought that that's what a lot of people are doing, the thought that you should be spending time with your alcoholic father or visiting with your sister, those thoughts enter your mind during the holidays. They just do. You can't help it. There's Hallmark movies and commercials and everybody else is like, hey, yeah, going home, Susie, this weekend to see my mom. Are you going to see family? You know, like, so the topic keeps getting brought up. And even if you're not going to spend time with family, the thought of it can stress you out. On top of that, you've had a disruption in your schedule, and that always stresses us out, right? Because routine and schedule makes us feel normal. It helps us to balance our healthy hormones. It keeps our thyroid in check. It allows us to sleep better. And now our routine is disrupted because there's a party every other night of the week, which also means your food and alcohol intake is different. And that's going to wreak havoc, not just with your mentality, but your physicality. It disrupts your digestion and therefore your immune system. You start to feel sluggish and kind of gross and you're eating foods you normally wouldn't eat and that's kind of stressful. And then you're in environments where you can't control the fact that you wish you were in bed two hours earlier. I mean, so when it comes to routine, the most important thing that you can do is do your best. Do your best to maintain your routine, but don't get caught up in being a control freak or perfection. Like if you are on vacation, I mean, regardless of when you're listening to this, whether it's a holiday vacation, do your best, but don't hold yourself to unrealistic expectations. Like understand that this is a special time and you might not be able to get in every single workout or whatever your routine is. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's reading the Bible. Maybe it's just something that makes you feel normal. Just do your best, but don't make matters worse by beating yourself up or making a bigger deal about it or being angry with everyone else because you can't practice your routine. Just do your best. And that might mean that you have to explain to family members, this is something I do for me. And you can explain that to them without guilt. Like, hey, I need to be alone for an hour or so to get my workout in. And I'm not doing that because I'm obsessed with my body. I'm doing that because I want to take care of my health. I, I want to honor my health. Oftentimes, especially for listeners of The Shaleen Show, I know a lot of you, you take your health very seriously. And not all of our family members understand and or support that. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to Win your argument. You don't have to persuade people to your side. Remember, people are not going to change. Don't waste any energy or emotion trying to convince people otherwise. Also, when it comes to your routine, again, do your best, but don't be a freak about it. Like, give yourself grace. Give yourself permission to be a human. I mean, no one likes perfection. It's not even a realistic objective for you. Do your best means when you're going to parties, you know, bring your own dish, bring a healthier choice of wine. You know, I'm such a big fan of dry farm wines. Like that has been a game changer for me. Now, I'm not a big drinker. I never have been. But for example, I like to do a Moscow mule, but I make a Moscow mule with dry farm wines instead of vodka. I just find that I feel much better doing you know, nearly zero carbs and nearly zero sugar. That's dry farm wines. Now, 
I mentioned that because we're coming up on the holiday seasons. It's a cool gift. This podcast is not sponsored by them, but they do take care of Shaleen Show listeners. So if you wanted to try Dry Farm Wines, it is a subscription-based company. That means I think the minimum you can do, I think, is three bottles. I could be wrong. It might be six. But either way, you know, you can cancel it if you don't love the wines. But it's not just one type of wine. They source European wines from all over the globe, and they're lab-tested. They're 100% organic. They're super low in sugar. I mean, almost zero, zero carbs, and they have none of the additives or fillers that domestic wines have. So for me personally, you know, we doubled our order in December because why? I want to take them to parties. If we're going to someone's home as a guest, I want to bring them a bottle of that. If I'm getting together with friends for a holiday dinner, I'm going to bring my own bottle of wine and share it with everybody else. Now, I might only have a glass and I don't enjoy feeling like I got hit by a Mack truck or feeling like I have to drink someone else's, you know, whatever cocktails that they're serving and then pay the price the next day. So anyways, if you want to check out Dry Farm Wines, again, I didn't mean to turn this into like an ad for them, but whatever. You do get a free extra bottle for a penny when you use our code. So it's dryfarmwines.com forward slash Shaleen, and then you get your extra bottle. And I'm telling you, you will love it. And if you find one of the bottles that they ship to you that you really do like love this particular vineyard or whatever, you can call them and customize your order. You can get all reds, you can get reds and whites, you can just get whites. Anyways, I've got a lot of really cool cocktail recipes that I make with dry farm wines because it's a healthier alternative. It's also lower in alcohol content. And I think that's important. Okay, now I'm going to get on a tangent. But here's another thing. I think a whole bunch of ladies and maybe some of the fellas are complaining that they've gained weight and it's menopause or it's since I hit 40 and what they're forgetting to look at is how much freaking wine or alcohol they're consuming in the evenings. And not all wines, not all alcohols are created equal. And you just start to get this look. I'm just going to tell you. It's pretty obvious. Your face gets puffy. Your eyes get puffy. You just look puffy. Girl, I'm talking to you. Are you drinking too often? If nothing else, just switch to a healthier alternative and then try to wean yourself off or like even consider doing lower alcohol content. And if you've got a problem, gosh, you know what? I guess it makes sense for me to be talking about this during a podcast about stress, because frankly, that's what a lot of people do to manage their stress. They drink or they indulge themselves in some other type of addiction. And that's just numbing the pain. It's just masking the problem. You're better than that. I want you to be aware, be self-aware. And if this little conversation, this little tangent that I've gone on makes you uncomfortable, there's a reason why. I just, I have so many people in my life who I know, they're like, I don't understand why I'm, I just can't lose the weight. And I'm like, "Uh, it's obvious. You're drinking too much. Your single cocktail every night, that might be too much. And that single cocktail might actually be several cocktails or like a half a bottle of wine or a whole bottle of wine. Like, I'm just saying to be self-aware. Here's the test. Stop drinking for two weeks. Can you do that? If like me saying that, you're like, then there's an issue. There's an issue if you cannot go without it. Okay, moving on. (laughs) I digress. 
pressure, self-imposed pressure, expectations that we feel from society, from the organizations that we belong to, from the people at work, from our friends and family members, from expectations of how to decorate, what type of Christmas card people expect for us to send each year, the expectations of friends and family members who we buy gifts for and will they like them. All of these things, you know, they can make us feel like we don't measure up or that others are judging us. And the fact of the matter is most people are not interested in seeing you outdo them. No one cares as much as you do. And so much of the pressure that we put on ourselves during difficult times and seasons like this really is self-imposed. So I challenge you to take a look at all the things that you think people expect you have to do every single year and just ask yourself, do I have to do this? I can share with you one of my own, and that is sending super creative, elaborate, over-the-top Christmas cards. Coming up with a creative, unique, hysterical, over-the-top Christmas card every year is something that I really prided myself on. But I would start feeling this pressure, this tension, this like, oh my gosh, it's going to be November around the corner and I haven't come up with an idea. Oh my gosh, it's mid-December and I haven't figured out what I'm going to do to top what I did last year. And then just a few years ago, probably three years ago, I decided, why am I doing this? Who am I trying to impress? I don't need to impress anybody. And it's super stressful. And sending out all these cards to people who they already know what I'm doing. I'm already in contact with them. Like ever since social media became like a thing, does anyone really not know what's going on in your life? I mean, the people who really matter, can't they just look you up online unless, of course, you're private? And the answer to that for me is, yes, of course. And the people who I want to know what's going on with them, I can actually see them. I can see how big their kids are. I can see where they live, what they're up to. So it seems to me like Christmas cards, I don't know. Go ahead and guilt me if you want. But that's one thing I don't need to do anymore. I also used to go crazy over the top with these elaborate Christmas parties that we would have. And then eventually I just realized, like, I'm not enjoying the season because I'm spending so much time planning this party and making sure the right people are invited and then being, you know, bent out of shape if people didn't RSVP and then didn't show up or did show up and they hadn't RSVP'd and just like dumb, petty things had nothing to do with the reason for the season. So I had to give my, not just give myself permission, I had to convince myself that I have nothing to prove. Having an elaborate, funny Christmas card doesn't prove anything to anyone. Neither does a Christmas party. Now let's talk about the reason why you might feel stressed because of your natural introversion or extroversion. If you're an introvert, I want you to honor the fact that you're an introvert. Now, if you decide you want to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and go to a Christmas party. Dude, I'm going to a Christmas party this year. It's a pajama Christmas party. And that's the reason why I'm going because I'm like, okay, pajamas. I like this idea. I like this idea. And it's with a group of like awesome women who have been on the Empower Women podcast with Lisa Bilyeu. And I thought, you know what? 
I literally want to go to this just to push myself out of my comfort zone. Like, I want to see, like, can I, as an introvert, handle this and meet some really cool women who are empowering and doing cool things? Like, not to network, like, not to get a step up or, like, see what any one of these women can do for me, but just to make some connections with really cool women. And I'll tell you, at the moment, I'm feeling incredibly anxious about this party. I'm not going to know a soul. And when that happens, I almost always bring Brett, but this is like a women only party. And if I don't have Brett, then I usually like will bring Brooke with me. Brooke's our vice president at Team Johnson. And she's like so comfortable in every social setting. And like, so she becomes like a security blanket for me or Brett becomes a security blanket for me. And I'm going to have to do this myself. And yeah, I'm a little bit apprehensive about it, but I'm also looking forward to it or I wouldn't have RSVP'd yes. And there's other parties that we've been invited to that I've RSVP'd no to because I don't want to go. Like there's really cool people there and it's like, quote unquote, a networking opportunity, but like, I don't want to do that. So for me, I pick like one or two parties that I really, really want to go to. But if it's not a hell yes, then for me, it's a really simple RSVP no. You don't have to go to all the things. You don't have to go to all the parties. You can send a lovely gift. You can send a thank you so much for thinking of me, but unfortunately, I will not be available. And you don't have to give people an explanation. So it is important to, yes, honor the fact that you are an introvert or an extrovert. Now, if there's a party that you cannot get out of, right, because it's like a work party or a family gathering or whatever, it's something you have to go to. That doesn't mean you have to stay the entire time. Try to strike a happy medium so that you don't end up feeling empty and depleted simply because it's the holiday season. All right, so let's recap. So far, we've talked about the stress that you need to recognize and acknowledge that you feel simply by having to think about or be around family. We've talked about how to manage that. We've also discussed how A disruption in your routine can really make you feel stressed. It takes away your superpowers, if you will. And we've talked about how to address that, how to give yourself permission to be human, to create grace, to create space for you to just experience the holidays. And we've also talked about the stress that you feel if you're an introvert or an extrovert and being exposed to these different types of parties and people and and how you can manage that so that you are taking into consideration how you get your energy, but also understanding that there's a way to cope with all of these things so it's just a little less stressful. We've also discussed all of the pressure you put on yourself to impress people, to buy the right gifts and to do all the things during the holidays. And by recognizing that so much of that pressure is self-imposed, you now can sit down and make a list of the things that, you know what, this year, I'm not going to do it. And that's okay. Even if people are disappointed, that's okay. I'm going to enjoy myself. Last but not least, the stresses of money. When we're taking vacations, when we're taking days off, first of all, we're typically either dipping into our vacation time or non-paid time off, or if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you're just not making much money. Unless, of course, your business relates to things that people buy for the holidays. But like for most people, like especially for us at Team Johnson, what we offer is business development with the Marketing Impact Academy, and then nutrition and personal development. Those are things that people 
don't spend any money on in December. So our business, the income for our business, like basically comes to a screeching halt. Like December is our absolute driest month. Like money is not coming in in December, but it sure as heck is going out. There's Christmas parties and Christmas bonuses and buying presents and, you know, all of the things. Enough about me. Let's get back to you. So you're taking time off and that can be stressful. Just the thought of having to go in and ask your boss for time off. The thought of being further behind because you're taking a few days off or a week off or whatever it is, or snow days, all of these things, like that just adds more stress, work stress, which is all compounded by the fact that more money is going out, you're spending more, and less money is coming in. So how do you manage this? Number one, you must have a budget. You must. You can't just spend and spend or just go shopping and buy things for people because this seems like something that they would like. You need to establish a budget. People who create and stick to a holiday budget feel far less financial stress in December and especially in January versus people who just spend. I mean, that shouldn't be newsworthy. I mean, that should be common sense. But I don't know very many people who actually sit down and create a budget for their holiday shopping. I want you to do that. And I also want you to understand that this is a really good time to create extra money. Like, Don't just assume that you've got to put yourself into debt because it's the holidays. So many people actually would prefer words of affirmation, like a beautifully written letter, something that's meaningful, something that you can't buy at the store something that they're going to remember, something that says you care about them. So don't put yourself into financial disarray to impress people with things that they probably don't even want. Also, December is a great time to make a plan for how to get back on your feet financially. Not just get back on your feet, get ahead. There's so many things that you can sell. I mean, this is a great time to declutter. There's clothing and articles of furniture and so many things in your home that someone else will pay for. You can sell them online and there's so many cool new resale apps online. And from your phone, you can take a picture of things and just start selling them. Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, Shopify, and you can open up your own flea market. I mean, there's so many things that you can sell. It's crazy. I've done a bunch of episodes on this on Build Your Tribe. So If that's something that you're struggling with, go look at some of the titles from Build Your Tribe. And I talk endlessly about ways that you can make extra money, not necessarily starting a business, just extra ways to make money. I mean, you could become a consultant for TaskRabbit. You can become a dog walker. You can advertise your service as a handyman or a personal assistant. I mean, if you've got extra hours, you've got additional talents, you can market yourself online. You can make additional money in those extra hours that you're not stuck going to Christmas parties or Hanukkah parties that you didn't really want to go to anyways. Just know that everything is solvable with a plan. Everything's going to be okay. Give yourself permission. Like, who cares what people think? Don't put so much pressure on yourself, my friend. I love you. No one wants you to do all of these things and to beat yourself up. And you don't have anything to prove. You're already amazing. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone, all right? So give yourself some space. Give yourself a break. Love yourself. Enjoy the reason for the season. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. 
Hey, this is Ashley Sweeney, registered dietitian and program director for Shalene's 131 Method. Do you want to lose weight fast, drop some pounds before a wedding or before heading on vacation? Sign up today for a free seven-day meal plan designed to help you lose weight fast and feel great. No crazy fads, just real nutrition and real weight loss. Sign up today for free at shalene.com forward slash weight loss. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.